What's up, guys? We're Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Justice Holder Package, Greg the British Bulldog, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, this? no ties to the industry. Who cares? Just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Today's topic Missed Opportunity, the Nexus 2000. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, 2010, Dave. Oh, 2010. I'm sorry, I mistyped. Uh, for audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, can you give us a follow on Instagram at OWP2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast? I honestly, 2000 does seem like 2013 years ago. Jesus Christ. It's right. all stupid. Like, yeah. I, I When I hear something from like 2014, I'm like, isn't that long ago? And I'm like, it was. That's, ten, fact, that's it was almost 10 years ago. Like, almost 10 years ago. Like, it's so crazy. Yeah. It's the wild. Nexus was 2010. That was 85 years ago. For people who don't do that. <laughs> it's a long, long <laughs> time ago. And you, you know, know what? This isn't talked about anymore because the potential was so great with the Nexus and it fizzed out fucking fast. Really because of one guy. Well, two guys, because there's always one that makes the final decisions. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, this is a complete missed opportunity. So I was going to do just like the legacy of the Nexus. But I was like, legacy is a bit strong because they could have had. They could have been like the shield. They could have been like something on that level. That's how they launched. That's can how. I make, can I make a bet right now what Craig is doing? I'm pretty sure he's bringing up the song. <laughs> on his no. phone device. I can't believe I, mean, I, I say it. I'm sorry. I, I didn't say it. Song, and I, I will, forgot. I will missed play it at the beginning of the song. Yep, we'll find it. We'll get and the it second verse is, and we, <laughs> and that's all I hear of the song because it's just circling after. <laughs> Guys, I've matured. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, jumping right in, the Nexus was a villainous professional wrestling stable in WWE that competed on the Raw brand from June seventh of twenty ten to August twenty second of twenty eleven. Originally consisting of eight rookies of the NXT season one, it shifted their roster several times throughout their fourteen month existence. With David Otunga being the only member to serve the group, that's an interesting statistic. That's an interesting fun fact. Yeah, good old Otunga. Yeah, final Jeopardy. That'll be the question. Who? No, I'm sorry. Imagine that. Is Uh, who (laughs) is David Otunga? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Their initial goal was to obtain WWE contracts for all members, with the exception of the original leader Wade Barrett, who already had a WWE contract for winning the first season of NXT. On the February 2nd, 2010 edition of ECW, WWE Chairman Vince McMahon announced that NXT would replace ECW on Sci-Fi when the latter ended its run on February 16th, describing NXT as the next evolution of WWE television history. How'd that work out? I would like to proudly announce that in three weeks' time, ECW will be going off the air. I'd like to thank all of the technicians, cameramen, directors, producers, everyone, certainly the superstars who made ECW the success that it truly was. I would also like to thank in advance everyone, especially all of you, who will be responsible for the success of bringing a new, innovative, never-before-seen program broadcast at the very same time here on Sci-Fi. This will be the next 
the next evolution of the WWE. This will be the next evolution of television history. Yeah, we got to stop right there. So for people who recognize the NXT brand now, it was like it replaced ECW and it was more of a like a tough enough. It was like kind of like an updated tough enough, was it not? Yeah. Like, and I yeah. think they even did tough enough after NXT. Like I, it's weird because I remember Hogan and them being on uh, uh, tough enough. So it was a weird like rookie NXT kind of thing. So before it was even its own show, before it was even its own promotion or anything before the black and gold. Um, the NXT was like this almost like like reality show kind of like it was just yeah. like a, a uh, yeah it was like the WWE's version of tough enough after tough enough so it's kind of crazy to think people oh, forget about that and not only did the end the Nexus N was for NXT so guys NXT lineage going back forever it's next week legacy of NXT well it's um it's had several facelifts over the years NXT has and this is this is its early comings of of just of what we see today, it's it's pretty impressive what you think about what NXT is now and what it does for the company. Um, I know it sounds really weird and stupid. I'm getting a little off track, but um, you talk about the minors for baseball. Um, this is not only like minor leagues for baseball. This is like the Dodger minor leagues. And if anybody watches baseball, they know what I'm talking about. They give they give the same amenities of major league players to minor leaguers when you're joining the Dodgers minor league uh, sets. You want you want do you want the software to watch your swings through iPads and be able to work on your swing all the way through? It's why they have the best minor leagues in baseball, and that's why they had like six rookie of the years in a row. Not because of iPads, because that was years before, but they have the best minor league set in all of Major League Baseball. WWE has the best minor league wrestling fa- uh, faction around, and it's not even close because no one else even considers it. They rely on the independents to do so. It's the smartest thing they've right. ever done. Um, in my opinion, and they even bring over people that are well seasoned, well veteran people from the independents. We had at one time NXT was making WWE look bad because of the talent they brought in, and I think it's been nothing but but good. Even if they don't work out on the main roster, so what? You grab more, you pluck more. I know it sucks for us diehards, for people that just oh my god, you brought the talked guy about up. it many times before. Not everyone's going to main event. There's going to be mid card. And some people have to accept their role. And, and, and some people have to way. bounce and go to AEW. That's yep. okay too, yep. you know. Yep. And again, but where would they have been without it? I think it's helped. I think it's helped more people than it's hurt. Um, oh, probably. NXT, like the 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 developmental center, uh, has been like one of the greatest things that they ever created. And it was Triple H's brainchild. Craig loves that. It was Dusty Rhodes' brainchild. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. The series ran them through a competition to become WWE's next breakout star with the help of mentors from WWE Raw and SmackDown brands. On the June 1st, 2010 edition of NXT, Barrett was declared the winner over Otunga and as a result was awarded a WWE contract and a championship match at a WWE. I've got some good <laughs> news. <laughs> That's good. That was when he was good was news, very good. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, of his choosing, he ultimately chose Night of Champions while the others were left without a job. The group made its debut on June 7th of That's 2010. That's when he goes, I've got some bad news. It all happened in the same week. I'm just yeah, and you all don't have contracts. No, uh, no, okay, oh, my God. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we have a visitor. Uh, we saw him earlier tonight. That's Wade Barrett. He is the, uh, the winner of NXT Season 1, that rookie competition, as John Cena looks to put CM Punk away. And Cena obviously distracted, but there's a 
Five knuckle shuffle. Uh, John Cena. The group made its debut on June 7th of 2010, Viewer's Choice edition of Raw, during the main event which saw CM Punk face John Cena, by the way. That's that's big right there. Uh, they uh, attacked Cena, uh, Punk, Luke Gallows, Hall of Famer Jerry Lawler, NXT host Max Stryker. I forgot about Stryker. Wow. Uh, then Raw Wing announcer Justin Roberts, timekeeper Mark Eaton, and other WWE personnel around the ring before destroying everything at ringside, including the ring itself, forcing the match to end in a no contest. That's I remember storytelling, by the way. That's how it started off. I and they shot it as real. Like they came yeah. out of the crowd, they fucking attacked everybody, they beat the shit out of the ring announcer and Fantastic. the broadcasters, and so there was it was silent. Yeah, that's the but that was the and biggest thing that they kept it silent. Yeah, they kept it silent, and it was all these unknown people. I mean, you knew Barrett and stuff from like the NXT, you know, they just did the competition, but nobody really knew anything about them or their characters or whatever. And it was just what an amazing debut. Probably one of the greatest debut in in of history. Like, can I ask a question? Um, mm-hmm. what do you what do you think was more like, oh my god, like holy shit moment? Because the police were called to the one I'm gonna bring up when Ray Mysterio was lawn darted into the TV trailer. And people thought that they were really fighting those people for real because they came out of nowhere and were destroying. Well, this, uh, the fact you know, the that you NWO, say that actually, yeah. this was reminded me of that. It was real. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's very. Close we all knew that. wrestling was fake, but then they did something like yeah. like and, and this. It happened to me in the ring, and I want to say they tore the ringside apart. Yeah. You'd they, never they seen they the wooden boards ripped up. I think, or I I had not recalled yeah. a move where the, the the you'd seen the slats of wood on the ring for the first time. And I can't even play. The thing is, is I can't even play an audio clip of this because there was no sound. There was no commentators. I mean, there was sound of the mm-hmm. crowd, but like it was just like they, it was just such an awe-inspiring moment. Now I'm regretting writing this episode because I can't even fucking play the audio of the. And these eight rookies who were a part of the NXT first season have surrounded John Cena in the ring. I don't think they came to make friends with John at all. My oh. lord, the rest. John Cena, what after Karen, but ladies and gentlemen, it, it, it's eight on one. It's, it's a buggy. buggy. You're right. It is this. eight on one. Oh, my Lord. John Cena is being what is, what are these guys doing here? What is this? He's down. They're, they're pulling and tearing at him. I mean, like he's a piece of raw meat. That's not even still with the... Okay, looks like a pack, pack of dogs. You see, Cena was just reaching out for help. Serious situation. Punk and Gallows are down at ringside as Cena's getting... It's like a pack of lions. Big moment. But um, but yeah, it was just crazy. It was like like it, I remember just going, oh, wrestling just got interesting. When they can take you out of it and kind of bring you back and the product maybe was stale-ish mm-hmm. at this point, and they did something like this, I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, and I remember soon, everybody soon, talking. The way, you, the way you wrote this, Jess, it definitely reminded me of that NWO outside of the side yeah. of the actual yeah event. they left everything Long. a mess the entire ringside area yeah. was cena was stretchered out and then dave's gonna get on yeah. here to some real life stuff that happened afterwards as a result of this yeah uh it said cena's being taken out of the stretcher as craig had mentioned daniel bryant strangled roberts with a necktie and a science that's the still you should put spit, spitting john cena's face the latter of which led him to be released from his contract on June 11th, 2010, as WWE repeatedly felt those acts were too violent 
for the company's TV PG programming. They okay, were so they were on. doubling down on the PG programming, and Daniel Bryan was original part of Nexus here. We didn't say it, but he was one of the guys that was on the program. And inside wrestling, people were appalled because Bryan Danielson like was a Ring of Honor hero, an indie hero, or whatever. And then they put him. Uh, also, I think they also put him against the Miz. The Miz is one of the trainers on there, and the whole like irritating thing that Daniel Bryan would talk about later was like, I could wrestle circles around this motherfucker. And he and they can. It's not, it's not untrue. Like, and he can, but it was it was about creating characters. Like, nobody knew really on a big scale who he was. But again, that's I'm getting off track. They know, but they like, know now. <laughs> he was one of the ones that, yeah, right, no shit, right? Uh, like, so he was one of the ones who jumped the rail and uh, and like, yeah, so he decided to improv and took Justin Roberts' necktie and strangled him with it. Well, the camera fucking zoomed in right on it and that's not very pg and so he legitly got let out that's of so contract, stupid and he spit and seen it he spit and seen his face like but so basically what they it's, did is dave will read on is it's they fascinating to me that you want this shock moment but that was but that was too shocking for your shock moment like settle down come on i mean i guess they didn't know they want pe- they didn't want people to to simulate stimulate or simulate sorry uh choking until it actually happened they're like you can't no you can't do that. Like, okay, like then we won't. Funk, it's funny. Like, okay, we won't do that again. Sorry. Did you not learn anything in 1989 when Funk was in the feud with Flair? It was a famous scene where Flair was in the ring cutting a promo and Funk gets in the ring behind him and puts a goddamn bag over his head and fucking tightens it over his head and starts beating the shit out That's of him. Wild. And people, people back then in 89, they're like, you don't do that. Like, TBS was like, no, no. Like, yeah. it was just kind of like a <laughs> don't fucking suffocate somebody. Like, it was crazy. And so. And O'Brien's like, let me just fucking yeah. choke you with your fucking shit. Like, and they're like, no, no. You're in the face. Oh, yeah. The segment was brilliant. Television was produced in such a way viewers would question to if it's unscripted or not part of the show. With Barrett as their leader, the Nexus consisted of Darren Young, Skip Sheffield, Michael Tarver, right Justin Gabriel, uh, Heath Slater, Heath Slater, and David Otunga. Um, I got kids. Peace later. So. I would not be surprised. <laughs> and reading this, and then knowing what comes later, I would not be surprised. Like maybe it wasn't. Maybe that the choking with the necktie was a nice excuse, but the real reason was spitting in Cena's face. And Cena's like, "I want him out of here." Probably. Yeah. I. I wouldn't. I, I would. Know. I always I hated that. to think Cena was that petty, but then when we read forward and kind of read on here, it's like, oh shit. Maybe you never know. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. what I think about that? I got a theory on that. I think John Cena didn't want to rock any boats. And if somebody got pissed that Cena was was disrespected in some way, he wasn't going to challenge it and say, hey, leave it alone. That's what I think. I think that's more accurate. I think just... partly. And I think that when you read on later, you'll rethink that. I think well, Cena is in a lot more control than people think. And, and rightfully so. You know, I've always defended the guys up at the tippity top like that, right? They like, do what they know, have to do to keep listen, the spot. Whether he brought in the same money as these people is irrelevant, but he had the same air that he breathed as The Rock and Hogan and Austin and all the really tippy top guys. You don't really know what it's like until you're up there. Only a few people, I mean, a handful of people and all the wrestlers in all of wrestling history have breathed that air with Vince and been that close with Vince. Uh, Barrett claimed their violent arrival was a result of their mystery. I like the way you said that. Like, like we don't know what Cena's career is going to be. We'll see if we'll see. We'll see. we'll see what Cena we'll does. See. We'll see what uh, he will be fine. Hey. Just, 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 just watch that. Just watch that scene we'll with see that little, how cre- Cena's watch, career plays watch out. That, we'll see watch that scene as tea time with that little old lady. You can't see me. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm out of a job. Um, yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. 
Uh, Bear claimed that their violent arrival was a result of their mistreatment by John Cena. Just kidding. But probably <laughs> during the NXT competition <laughs> and insinuated that their issues lied more with the WWE management than anyone in the locker room except their mentor, Pros. Uh, none of the members apologized for the events of the previous week when prompted by Barrett, as he had been asked to do by higher-ups earlier in the day. During the summer of 2010, Nexus had a feud with Cena. First, Cena was scheduled to face the Nexus in a seven-on-one handicap match on the July 12, Dumb. 2010 edition of Raw, but Cena attacked Darren Young the previous week, subsequently removing him from the following week's match, which became a six-on-one handicap match. Way more fair when it's six-on-one than seven-on-one. Nexus won anyway. Well, that's why Cena got mad. You guys are just biased. I'm just kidding. I don't care. Uh, their following match would take place at SummerSlam, where the Nexus faced... By the way, this Cena is where the damage Hart, was done. Edge, Jericho, John Morrison, R-Truth, uh, and the returning Bryant, who replaced the great colleague. Thank God for that. So Daniel Bryan Cena returned. So basically what they did was they fired him for a couple of months to get the shit to die down. And then they rehired him. So Daniel Bryan was rehired. And then they thought, you know what? They had a good idea. Let's make him a face. Let's make him against the Nexus. And According to Edge and Jericho, not Nia Jax, the original plan was to put Barrett over and establish them as legitimate threats. That's to a the good WWE. idea. Let's go with that. With Edge yeah, and Jericho being the last members of Team WWE to be eliminated by Barrett. But Cena refused to lose to the Nexus and had the finish changed. Around the time of the event. And both both wrestlers, Jericho and Edge, confirmed this. They were like, when they heard the finish, like the original finish, they were like, this is great. It's going to keep heat on. Nexus should win. This is what we want. Let's, and uh, let's and build I guess it something else, right? Cena, Cena pitched a fit, and Jericho said he went to Cena. He's like, hey, man, like uh, Edge and I were talking, and uh, you want to squash them? Like, you want to just beat all of them? He's like, yeah, it, it's fine. And he's like, it's not fine. They're like, no, like you're going to kill all of their heat. And so they went out. They did John Cena's way because he politicked. And then afterwards, Cena heard the reaction and he went to the back. And I guess Cena apologized to the Nexus and went to Edge and uh, uh, Jericho and said, you were right. I'm sorry. Right. The damage already been done. It doesn't matter at that point. But see, they said Cena was legitimately remorseful. But I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, but you fucked it up, though. He single handedly killed the Nexus right here. So trying to get your hands on Vince during a pay-per-view day or a TV day or anything is tough. So it took about an hour or so for us to track him down and wait outside his office and, and get to speak to him. We go in there and, and have a chat with him and say, hey, Vince, is the situation. We've just been told that, uh, that John's going over in this match. We think it's a bad idea. We think we need to go over. And uh, Vince looked me in the eye and told me the reason we're doing this is because SummerSlam needs to have a happy ending, which is... Different kind of happy ending to the one you're thinking about now. We didn't want that. We wanted a one of the kids to go home happy, which um, so there's not a lot you can do with that point. We, we've argued our case. Vince, we need to go over. No, here's what I need. I need this to go over well at the end. I need the kids to be happy. So I knew at that point I was being lied to. I knew it was a nonsense. Um, it was a nonsense reply. I didn't believe it at all, and I don't believe it to this day. I thought it was a terrible idea. I don't think you'll find anybody who will come forward and say at any level of wrestling who says yeah that was the right decision that day but that's what it was and there was nothing we could do about it the decision had been made how they got to that decision I don't know but Vince looked me in the eye and told me that was the reason I don't believe it but there we go like right there he murdered him right in SummerSlam right in front sounds of him like he, he didn't even go to jail like he knows he made a mistake yeah yeah Daniel Bryan gets busted for choking someone with yeah. a tie, but Cena assassinates the entire but he made up for it by using like him to further well, that his that own, that like, doesn't hurt. spot that, for 
That is her leading ratings, them and then by the way. Yeah. being the focal point of the entire. Network. That's good. Yeah. Doesn't mess with the PG cool. rating either, so it's fine. It's all good. So this this was it to 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 talk about this point is this killed the Nexus and they're only what three months. Yeah, in, Slater months and in? Young admit like, that right away. This permanently crippled the stable. Um, at Hell in the Cell on October third, Barrett and Cena faced each other in a match with the stipulation that if Barrett won, Cena would have to join the Nexus. But if Cena won or any other Nexus member got involved, the group would be permanently disbanded, which is what they wanted. Thanks to interference from Husky wow, Harris, Wyatt. who's that guy? Uh, we missed too him. soon. Too soon. Not really. And Michael McGillicutty, two rookies from the second season of NXT, who would later join the Nexus on the uh, October 25th, 2010 edition of Raw. Barrett managed to win the match and keep the group going. As Cena was forced to join the Nexus because they weren't. So he kills their momentum, and then he's just like, "I'm going to join later." Not really. They're going to. Well, I I, I think I think he's trying to make it up. Honestly, he's trying to make. Could be. That's a good point. And unfortunately, their loss at SummerSlam took all the groups from them away, and they became just another generic heel faction for Cena to defeat. Um, at bragging rights on October 24th, the Nexus won their first championship in WWE when Cena and Otunga defeated Cody Rhodes and Drew McIntyre. Wow. So Cena win. was a part of their first title win. Okay. He's trying to help them out. Okay. Yeah, the WWE Tag Team Championship. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's trying to help them out. Trying to elevate them. Yeah, it's all good. Yep, trying to elevate them. I told you. But I got it. I got it. But it's got to be. It's got to be. My Why opinion. do I hate Cena in this episode? He killed I like Cena. Then, then, they, then they all just great. took advantage of him. And then <laughs> later on, we'll find out another dude that just took advantage of them. I'm instantly turning against Cena every mm-hmm. sentence Dave reads. I'm like, that motherfucker. <laughs> At Survivor Series, seven young guys right away. Retained the WWE Championship against Barrett via pinfall following following RKO, and Cena was fired. Oh, so Barrett gets he's, now he's getting Cena was clean. fired and then showed up every week after. So he was—he never went away. Yep, he from never WWE, went away. So there was no point. He to it. subsequently exiled from the Nexus. Cena was the special that's guest weird. referee, though. Oh, that's cool. Appointed by Barry. Because why would their biggest star actually go away for a couple weeks? Lost. Everything is nonsensical. Not only, not only did John Cena count the three, I'll give it to him, he he hesitated, but he did the right thing, he counted three, but before he did it, he shoved Wade Barrett Barrett right into that RKO. I said I had a bad feeling. Fucked up everything. The following night on Raw, Miss cashed in his money in the bank and became the WWE champion uh, after Cena attacked Barrett, allowing Orton to pin Barrett and retain the title. Uh, In the rematch from the night before, Orton, uh, tired and hurt, would not could not fend off the Miz, which I I love. So, so he lost at Survivor Series. Barrett did, and then the next night they're like, "Let's rematch," and then he loses again, fair. And then Miz is like, dun, 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 and Miz walks down and gets it. I mean, good for Miz. We all love that moment, but like, poor Barrett's like, "Well, I got you." Like I've got some that. bad news. I'm gonna shit. I've got some bad news for myself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Despite being I fired by Barrett, Cena continued to show up on Raw in a bad disguise as a ticket holder in the subsequent weeks. 
further weakening the storyline and making what? fools out of the Nexus. Barrett's well, I don't know. Barrett and Cena settled the score in a chairs match at TLC. Tables, oh. ladders, and chairs at TLC. Tables, ladders, and chairs on December 19th. Cena defeated Barrett in the main event and after the match, dropped 23 still chairs from the stage on him. After It was the chairs that were hanging from the very top 22. down on one string. Yeah, they had like a set where all they were on cables and then Cena, it was rigged, so Cena cut it and all the chairs went like right down on Barrett. I'm sure it was fine. Which is True. perfect because that's what right, he was doing. Bury, let's just bury him under a big pile of chairs. It's super poetic, yeah. It's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Yeah. Shoulder. To take on all the members of Nexus. John Cena has taken out the leader. Well, Barry. All, and all of the chairs, Dave didn't read this, but all of the chairs had Vince McMahon's face on And they were all laughing as they fell down. Yeah, I love Whatever it. you say, John. Good point, John. John, it's good. Let's go, John. John. Lots of chairs, John. Go do the chairs, wow. John. On the January 3rd, 2011 edition of Raw, the Nexus ambiguously announced after months of repeated attacks on Cena and the WWE roster that it was under new management with Punk, who disbanded the Straight Edge Society the previous September, being revealed as their new leader. He acquired the position after Barrett lost a number one contendership steel cage match involving Orton and Sheamus. Punk having agreed to fall in line had Barrett successfully won the title shot, teased helping Barrett escape the cage before knocking him off of it. Barrett was subsequently uh-huh. exiled from the Nexus, what? which would be renamed the new Nexus to distance itself from former leadership. You know what's going to really get Barrett over? Let what's me just that? say this out loud. Is making him look like a fool against Cena for yeah. months and months and months, and then kicking him out of the group because the other person, CM Punk, turns on him or whatever. That would turn him into yeah. a I, baby I, face. I wonder how that but worked it, out. But it, but that I wonder how that work. worked out. I, I think, I think that's Barrett like the opposite. Just... That's the anti-baby face like formula right there. Make him look like a fool and then get him kicked out and then expect the fans to be like, we want Barrett. Clap, 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 clap. We yeah. want like, no. Maybe maybe ever, they no. believed in Barrett more than they should. I don't know. That's purposely. Um, that's just, just everyone using Barrett right for you their own and then shit down. whatever. Like Again. Stop getting hurt, or and they won't. They won't wreck you on storyline. Well, now I'm glad he's commentator. I still hate him. I don't think he was. He I'm wasn't hurt. I got some Dave bad news. Kind of I will be there next week. Yeah, he got fucked over, and he did get injured later. Dave, you are correct. But right here, a lot of fuckery. It's well, like they knew. It's like they knew. It's like he happen. didn't know how to handle oh, the politics or fight for himself. He's like, "Oh, that's a good idea. Let's do that." He was so smart. He's like, "You know what, guys? He did a great job in the role. Nothing can bring back the group's heat due to the months of terrible booking, Jess." Punk would eventually earn a title shot against Cena at Money in the Bank 2011. He would cut the famous <sighs> pipe bomb as the promo head of Nexus. So that's he's really going to elevate the group of Nexus after this and take him with him, right? Is he is he going to? Of course. Dave's going to read on, and we're going to find out that Nexus went on to become 
as they big all as the shield and the horse. Money in the Go bank and the big. He told everyone that once his contract expired, money in the bank, that he would be last time WWE would ever see him and the WWE Championship as he considered taking his talents to other promotions such as Ring of Honor, New Japan, etc. With his victory of a scene on July 17, 2011, the WWE Championship was finally held by the Nexus Stable on their last oh. night of existence. The group's I, final know, members... This, I this needed to do research wild. on that fact because I read that. On, I, I get a lot of my notes from Wikipedia, well, and I just well, well, them up. Well, well technically, um, he was part of Nexus, so... And never sense. mentioned them again. I, I never so, officially because, quit after that, so they literally just got yeah, dropped. Yeah, he never quit. They separated him, and they gave him a world title match against Cena, and then they stopped talking about him in the Nexus, and then he started talking about my contracts coming up, and then he did the pipe bomb, and then he's 100%. like, if I win the title, I'm taking it out of the I company, mean, which is brilliant. All it, never, it never fell out of the stable. I just didn't I didn't remember when I wrote this episode that the Nexus angle kind of guided punk right into the pipe bomb punk and all that. I didn't remember that at all. The group's final members function as a tag team with the new Nexus banner until August 1st of 2011 and continue without. Bye bye. Until August 22nd when the group disbanded after a 14 month existence following a loss of WWE Tag Team Championships. Kofi Kingston and Evan Hell yeah. Bourne. I wish I had one of those old original Nexus shirts, so those are kind of cool. James almost running away. And... Oh! Trouble in paradise! There is indeed trouble in paradise! And the tag team champions, Eric Boom, successful! Hey, in Jennifer Hoffman! Now the WWE Tag Team Champions, Kofi Kingston Jennifer and Evan and they had the armbands so they used to wear the arm the mm-hmm. nexus armbands or whatever like it was it was such a the reason why i wanted to do this was because it is a major missed opportunity probably of all the other missed opportunity episodes that i've written this one i was like how did why did I, I wait so long can to i be do a this? dick like, a little is, bit i mean can i just kind of sure you're, you're mad because cena buried them right that's really the missed opportunity you're talking about yeah, but this, I mean, but this, okay. This, I mean, but it's, it's really been, but okay. But this is a heel faction that lasted well over a year, and the Vince McMahon changed my mind era every five minutes. I mean, is it really that bad? I'm, I'm just being. I'm playing. No, it is that bad. Well, it absolutely is that bad. But I think the blame should be more on Vince than Cena. Yeah, I think Cena politicked in the back, but Vince had no confidence in the beginning. How Vince didn't see the impact when they came out and they destroyed the ringside. When they debuted, how I mean, the Shield debuted in a similar way, and Vince yeah. fucking put the rocket on them. And like, yep. I don't know how he didn't want to do that with here. Just feeling that reaction and feeling everything, I'm like, dude, sure. they had right it. there, right in it front was right of you. There. And instead, Vince is like, no, like I'm gonna listen to Cena. I'm gonna listen to whatever. And again, I don't, I don't really blame Cena. I know we mocked him a and lot you, in this episode, and you can, but you can I don't try to argue that the talent wasn't there. But Daniel Bryant was in that faction. Daniel Bryant, Bray Wyatt. Ryback, uh, Wade Barrett, like Wade Barrett, just the five guys, four or five guys that became absolute stars, and they still they kind of buried them all. That's why he's my guy. (laughs) I gotta take care of my guy. You're fired. I'm sorry. Can't embarrass him. He can't be stretchered out. I really, uh, after I wrote this, I was like, why? This should have been my first missed opportunity. Like, it should have been like the one. And maybe to to Cena's point, it's like, I can't be stretchered out and then have uh, not have any comeuppance at all. So maybe he'd never recover. He would never recover. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. yeah, 
It's stupid. <laughs> well, there you go. It's like Hogan, For his audio... dumb shit ideas. Like when Hogan got so big, he's like, I can't do that, brother. I'm like, you're fucking Hulk Hogan. You'll be no, fine. You can do whatever you no, want. Brother. Yeah, oh, for no. audio for audio fans, give us listen to Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast, or watch our Heart videos Brother? on YouTube at our wrestling channel. On social media, can you give us a follow at OWP2019 or on Facebook at our wrestling podcast? For Craig, Jess, and Dave, this is the OWP signing off. Have a good one. It's that time. Christmas time is here. Everybody knows.